0: Oh, Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you. Just to echo those words that says, there is nothing that could get in the way of you coming after us. No wall we've put up, no lie that was spoken about us, nothing, Lord Jesus, stops you, has stopped you from chasing after us. So, Father God, we give you praise for that. We worship you because of that. We are here because of you today, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you that you say we are worth all that. Oh, we bless your name, Lord Jesus. Father, we just pray over everyone right now. Those that are feeling like, am I worth anything? I just want to set you free. There is a king that died for you because he thought you were worth it. There was a king that ran after you because you are worth it. There's someone that loves you so much that he will never stop pursuing you. So I just want to bless you with that today. We give you praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You guys can take your seats. It's really great to have you guys here today. And uh, I'm just letting you all know. So, sorry, let me introduce myself. How bad of me. My mom raised me better. Hi, I am Milo, and it's great to be here today. It's great to see you. Um, To everybody online, hello. I just want to take a few seconds to talk to the people in service today. We are not online. I am tired of having to speak to a little camera and just my wife So can I ask everybody, would you please say hello? Just wave, shout. sup, Milo? There we go. You guys can't hear them, but they are excited. It's really great to be here with everybody right now. So um, what what we're doing is we're busy chatting about why we are better together. Um, And I just want to give you a little bit of um, a, a background of our year as a church by the name of LCCT. So this year, God gave us a word, and that word was, let's go. And let's go means for us is we're not just going to sit back and let things happen as what it did last year, but this year, we're going to continue moving forward. We're going to pursue life. We're going to pursue growth. We're going to pursue Jesus. So we decided, let's go is not just a word that one says to yourself, Let's go is moving to someone and going, hey, let's go. Let's keep on moving. So in the course of this year, we came alongside friends, and they said, you know what, Milo? Let's go together. And, and that is how we got to this moment that I'm standing on the stage preaching here with Pro Deo Church as well, because we said as friends, we're not going to sit aside. We're not going to worry what's going on. We are going to go So quickly, if you're online, I want you to climb into the chat right now and type in there, let's go. Turn to someone that is sitting next to you on your couch and tell them, let's go. Someone in this auditorium, turn to another person. Turn back, turn front, and I want you guys to shout at each other, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Okay, brilliant. So come on, I believe this is such a Jesus move. So grab your Bibles. We're going to... um, we're going to kick off, grab a notebook. I found out, and my wife said, I should tell you this, that it's proven that 95% of people that take notes automatically go to heaven. So um, I'm just saying, no, I'm just, she's judging me here right now. So um, grab your notebooks, grab your, um, grab your Bible. We're going to be turning to um, the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. And that is where we're going to start with our reading today. But let me give you a little bit of background before we dive into today's word. So, we are in the middle of a drought. The king of Israel, they've been doing bad in the sight of God. God sends one of his prophets by the name of Elijah to chat to the king and tell him, yo dude, what you're doing is not cool. And like a bad king, we're going to put you in timeout. Not just you, but everybody. Everybody. And there's going to be a drought. Rain won't fall until Elijah says so. So um, after he delivers that message to the king, he goes, okay, God says, go away and I will look after you. I mean, it is so amazing because God actually feeds Elijah supernaturally. And we're going to get to that. He feeds him supernaturally. And we're going to pick up from there. But at this point in time, the drought is really severe, and they're in a crazy situation. And this is what God says from verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So he, God put him next to a place where he could get water, God fed him, and because of the drought, the water dries up. Then the word of the Lord came to him, verse 9 goes, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Sup, woman? No, he didn't say that. He goes, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called out and bring me, please, a piece of bread. Typical male, right? My wife, my wife at our house, she, when we have supper or something, she, if is thirsty, she will just sit down because if she has to get up and go and get herself a drink, the orders just come in. It's like, hey mom, can you get, how many of you guys experienced that? You get up and everybody thinks you're the waiter. Okay, so that's where we are at this moment. So verse 12 reads as follows. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Sounds like the crudes, doesn't it? Let's carry on. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Just pause there. She went away and there was food for them all every day. How many of you guys can do um, freshly baked homemade bread at this moment? Hey, come on. That is why I look the way I do. My wife starts baking bread. So things are changing. For the jar of flour... Was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. So, today, as we continue in this series about talking about better together, as we continue talking about this topic, I want to approach this subject from this one specific heading, and it says, You have what I need. So turn to someone and say, you have what I need. If you're online typing, you have what I need. Not, not in that creepy way. Like the, please, please, not, not creepy. Say, you have what I need. So um, by, um, just by a show of hands, I'm going to ask random questions. And if you have it, I just want you to put up your hand um, quickly, a little bit interactive. So um, does anybody over here own one of those electric carving knives? Okay, 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 okay. Um, a lawnmower. Anybody got lawnmower, lawnmower, lawnmower? Okay, a drill. Drill. two. Ooh, two drills. Okay, uncapped internet. Okay, I know where to go. That is brilliant. Thank you. I'm making a note. Let's just keep on. No, 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 no. You see, I just wanted to find out something. Um, there was this time I had to, a few years ago, before we moved down to Cape Town, I had to do a wedding um, of a friend. And it was one of those Lani weddings, you know. You couldn't wear jeans and a fancy shirt. It wasn't, you know. It was those where you. Could, it's not smart casual. It is smart. And the, the place that they got married with was about three hours away from where we stayed. Hartbeespoort Dam. Uh, did I say that wrong? Hartbeespoort Dam. It was far, it was far, man. So it's three hours away, so what I did, so what we did is I like to get there a little bit early, so we left the house really early, drove three hours, my wife and myself, we get to the venue. Now, I obviously don't travel in what I am going to preach in, so uh, I had my clothes in one of those clothes bags in the back of the car, and uh, we, we arrive at the venue, I check out the place, and I'm like, okay, everything's in place. It's time to get ready. And as I open the boot, I look at the clothes bag that is laying there, and I realize something. Before we packed the clothes, I took it out to make sure everything was there. And I turned to my wife at that moment, and I go, Babes, did you hang up my pants? And she goes, No. I'm like, Oh, snap. We ride three hours away from home, and the guy that has to do the wedding doesn't have pants I've got a jean and so what I do is I run to the to the to the groom because um, I used to work at the same place both the groom and the bride worked at and 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 I go to him and I, and I tell him I'm like dude I don't have pants would it be okay if I wear these nice smart jeans he's like no Well, then I'm sorry then. You guys can't get married today. And he goes, no, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I got what you need. He goes to one of the best men and he goes, do you have a pants for Milo, dude? And this guy looks at me over and I look at this guy. I'm like, wow, I'm going to need a lot of duct tape because now obviously the best man is a little bit bigger than everybody else, but he ain't Milo big. So I'm like, okay, this is going to work. So I put on his pants, extra pants. He had extra pants. I didn't put on the pants he had on. I put on extra pants. But you know, like when you have to close it, you know, it's like over here. Everything is fine. I get my belt. It's, it's upright. And you know what happens? The bride doesn't see me coming because I'm already in front. But they put me behind this massive pulpit. Dude, I could have been in my underpants and they wouldn't have seen but I had to wear really tight pants, but he had what I needed at that moment. And, and, And that's just the thing. They needed something and I needed something and everybody had what the other person needed. And that is what our life is all about, is like we weren't, like Louis told us last week, we weren't created to do life alone. Because there is going to be a time when we're going to need something from someone else. Because it's really funny how we go through life. We, we, we study hard. We accumulate things. We work us into a position where we go, you know what? I can do this on my own. I'm okay. I don't need anybody. But how many of you guys know I've got my own drill? I've got my own lawnmower. Adulting is working. Yay. But let me point out something. My drill broke when I needed it really badly. My lawnmower ceased in the middle of cutting the Amazon jungle at my house one day. And I needed help. It doesn't matter what you have, you're always going to need something from someone, And that is how God created us. He created us to rely on people, to be in community with people, to lean on people. And we, as we unwrap the scripture and, and the word of God today, that is what I'm going to show you, that you have what I need. So if we go back and think about the passage that we just read, Elijah was all on his own and he was doing fine. Man, he had the first Mr. Delivery service, and you could see it wasn't COVID because the birds came and dropped it off. Imagine that, no traffic, you get your food, when? Now. And you always get meat. No vegetables. It says, the ravens fed him meat. He must have been a real man. No, I'm just joking. Let's move on. So he was the first guy that God God just supernaturally looked after him. But then God goes, you know what? It's time to move. How many of you guys know there's going to be a point in your life, no matter how comfortable you are at this moment, there's always going to be a next season where we have to move. You are single, living at home with mom, and then school ends, and what? You have to move. You are happily being single, and then all of a sudden you find that perfect person. And then you what? You have to move. Then life is good, together, married, all on your own. And then the wife goes, it's time to have kids. And like, oh my gosh, really? Okay, we have to move. Life is all about moving forward. And that is what God does. He says, Elijah, you can't stay here right now. You've got to move. And he moves him in such a way that it just does, he moves him into God's character because he moves him out of a place of isolation into a place of community. Do you know, everybody needs community. Because if you have a look, when you go to prison and they really want to torture you, they separate you from everybody else. Even the most hard, strong people need community. So God moves him out of isolation and puts him in community. And how many of you guys know when you are in community, everybody's different? Yay! You guys might like the same things. Hey? You guys might enjoy eating the same things, but you guys are all different. And this is something I would like to point out to you guys. That different makes a difference. You probably don't know this, but Alison and myself, we're really different. Hey, we, we watch the same movies. We love the same food. But if you look at us, I don't know, babes, can you just stand up? Just stand up. I want people to see. If you look at us, there's one obvious thing that you guys will see from the moment you lay eyes on both of us, and it's this. She's short and I'm tall. Yeah, I see you guys. We are so different, but that's okay. We we approach things differently, even though we have certain things in common. Like driving in traffic. Oh, Ali loves it. No. I have never seen anybody work those air brakes as hard as my wife does when we are driving in traffic. And if someone just cuts in front of us, oh my gosh, road rage. Not me. I'm that pastor that goes, bless them, Lord, this one. Bam! Where did you get your license, person? I'm like, babes, that's not how we do things. And then we get home, and the kids are driving me insane, and I want to put them into space. And she goes, babes, that's not how we do things. And then the judgment comes. I'm like, what? But you see, we are different. But in different situations, different makes a difference. If we go back to the passage, we look at it. There's this widow with no hope meets a prophet whose life is all about hope. And God says, I'm going to put you guys together because there is something amazing that is coming from this. Different makes a difference. You see, they were in the same situation. They were both in the same drought. They were both hungry and needed food. But their perspective, their outlook on where they were was totally different. Imagine... Elijah had the same way of thinking, the same way of seeing the situation that that lady had. It's like, make me bread. No, I'm going to die. Like, so am I. I'm going to die. Let's just stay here and die. But have you noticed when you are in a moment of being down, depressed, you need someone that is not down and depressed to get you out of the way you feel? Because if both of you get together, all you're going to do is, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some worms. And we just stay where we are, and we don't move forward. But because his outlook was different, something amazing happens. Let's just read again there in 1 Kings 17, just from verse 15 uh, to 16. This is what it says. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for her family. He saw something different. And then there was plenty. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah she goes, we are going to die. Inspirational words for everybody at the end. And Elijah goes, hold up. You have what I need, and I have what you need. Let me show you something. Be the difference in your circles be the difference in your family. Be the difference in your workplace. How many of you guys know we need people thinking and speaking different in our workplace, in our families. We need to be the difference in our friends and our social circles. Be the difference in your relationship. That is why Ellie's so good. Because I'm different. Be different. What do you need? What do you need? Someone over here, someone next to you where you are online, someone has what you need at this moment. And a lot of us, we look at these situations and we go, you know what? I don't think I have what it takes. What I have might be like what that woman says, just a little. It's not enough. I've only got enough for me to get through this. Can I tell you something? Stop disqualifying yourself. We just sang a song. That love stopped at nothing for us. You are more than enough. You have what that other person needs. I wish we could all be as brave as my kids. Let, let, let me tell you, I've got three kids. The oldest one is Judah. He is turning 12 this year. And last year, before we... Um, just, just as the holidays started, one of his friends was going on a very long trip to um, family. Um, still in COVID, obviously. And Judah's busy playing games with him online. And his friend tells him, you know what? I'm really scared to travel this far because there's this COVID thing. We, I'm just petrified of traveling too late, too long. And you know what he says? He goes... Hey, is it okay if I get my mom to pray for you? All he had was a little time. And he goes, can I get my mom to pray for you? Weirdest thing ever. Evangelist over PS Network. How amazing is that? So Ali walks in there. He's like, yeah. My boy, let us pray. And she prays for this youngster over a headset. How extra? Come on. You might think you don't have what it takes. All you need is to be able to step into a place and go, I'm enough. I can pray for you. I can do this for you. You are enough. Don't disqualify yourself. You have to understand that you are more than enough. What you have is more than enough. I love what it says in um, Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 to 10. It says, two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. I love what it says there. It didn't say you have to be built a certain way. Don't need a six pack to pick someone up. Don't need broad shoulders. You don't have to be qualified to pick someone up. You don't have to be able to play an instrument to pick someone up. You don't have to have specific talents. All it says is, where there are two, you can help someone. You can pick someone up. Don't, Don't be like my wife. Don't laugh when your husband falls. I fell this morning, and she had read over my notes last night. And you know what she did? She laughed at me. Please pray we need help. (laughs) I love you. When someone falls, pick them up. And in this time that we are living, there are so many different ways we can fall and people need each other to pick them up. Because we can fall because of disappointments. How many of you guys have ever been down because of a disappointment in your life? Come on. Because of failures, we can fall. Because of rejection, because of mistakes we have made. How many of you guys have failed because of bad news? And all it says is, when two are together, when the one falls, the other one can pick the other one up. You have what we need you are more than enough. You don't need a degree in theology to know this. You don't need to be a psychologist to know this. This week, my family got some really bad news. And an hour after getting this news, I was just sitting there and trying to process this in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. It's, it's really crazy. And exactly an hour after I received the news, I get a message from a lady in our church 's husband, a, a husband of a lady in our church, a family member from someone in the church. Someone from the church sent me a message i just couldn 't figure out how to say that properly. my english haven 't been in school very long. I mean for very long let 's carry on. So I get this message right, and the husband tells me because This woman was diagnosed with breast cancer. And we got the whole church to start praying for her. And what started off as something that everybody was really concerned about, after we prayed, it went so small that the doctors couldn't even believe it before the operation. And then she gives us feedback and testifies, goes, you know what? When they look, they go, It's so small, we're taking everything out, and now she's cancer-free because we prayed, and we were like, come on, Lord Jesus, that is amazing. But let me tell you this, they didn't know that I needed to be picked up at that moment. But something as small as a testimony, something as small as, hey, this is what God did, I sit back and I go, Lord Jesus, you are amazing. Their testimony picked me up from the floor, and I phoned my family, and I'm like, let me tell you something. Our God is good. That is why you have what someone else needs. There are going to be times in your life that you're not going to know that people need what you have. Like take, for instance, coming to church. You don't know that just your friendly hello and your smile is going to welcome someone in today, and they're going to go, I feel so loved. I didn't see what toothpaste they used, but they welcomed me so well. You don't know that while you are worshiping corporately, someone at that moment is just enjoying where they are in the presence of Jesus, and their spirit is being lifted because of the faith in the room. You have what I need. We are never going to know that there's always a need but you have what we need. And then there will be times when you will see a need. Let me show you this. Turn with me quickly to Luke chapter 5. Now, I love this story. And there's three accounts in the Bible, and I've preached on one of them, and I'm like, I've got to use this again, but I want to see it from a different point of view. And in Luke 5 verse 17, it says this, on his mat, through the tiles, into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. And the story goes ends up where Jesus says, You know what? You are healed. And the man gets off his mat and being paralyzed before he gets there, gets off and walks out. These friends, let's talk about these friends quickly. How many of you guys got really close friends? Okay. How many of you guys love friends? How many of you guys have friends that would trust to carry you on a mat? I don't know. Maybe all of them. But these four friends, they heard about Jesus. They heard about what he could do. And they had a friend that needed him. So they decided, you know what? We're going to pick up a corner of your mat, each one of us, and we're going to take you to something we have heard. Better together can be summed up in this if we understand it. It's about accountability Sorry, it's about availability, not ability. We just need to be available. Those friends were available to help them. Are you, are you available to pick up a corner of your friend's mat? Just a corner. It didn't say one person carried him on his shoulders. It said four friends carried him on his mat. And in my understanding, that means they spread the load. But they helped him be available. That is all it's saying. Be available when you see a need to have coffee with someone and chat about what is going on in their lives. Be available to send someone a message and ask them, listen, how are you doing? I've noticed things haven't been going well. Let us have a chat. Be available to pray for someone. Praying doesn't take anything. It's just like, Lord Jesus, Help us. It starts with stuff as small as that, but we need to be available. It's not about ability. My daughter, Rebecca, she loves making friends. And it's not because of her ability to make friends. It's just that she's available to anybody that wants to play. She will run up and go, hey, my name's Rebecca. You want to play? That's how it starts. It's like, hey, Allison." You want to have coffee? Hey, Louie, how's things going? Hey, Bonnie, can I pray with you? It starts as simple as that. We just have to be available. And they were available, all right. But they had something that this guy needed. Something more than just being available. Because when they were available, instead of just taking them to the door, they took him through a blockage but wait there's even more they had something else as they lower him in front of Jesus Jesus looks at them I believe Jesus has got a funny bone he probably looked up and he goes glancing on my house check these guys you guys are amazing and when he looked at them he looked at the guy and then he looked at them and he looked at the guy and he looked at them and the word says when he saw their faith the man on the mat needed a miracle but I don't know if he had faith for his miracle when Jesus saw their faith he healed him You might have the faith that the person next to you needs right now for whatever they're going through, for whatever breakthrough they are waiting for, for whatever they've been trusting God for, for what they've been praying. You might have the faith that they need. Sometimes you're going to have to tell people, hey, I got what you need. You see, Elijah runs to the lady. She says, I don't have anything. And Elijah goes, you know what? Hold on. I have a word for you. Sometimes you're going to have to go and tell someone, I have the hope you need. I have the faith you need. I have the time you need. Come on, I've got what you need. You've got what I need. We are better together. Come on, church, let's go. Let's go. What are you trusting God for this day? Let's go. Who needs prayer Come on, let's go. Who needs breakthrough? Come on, let's go. I've got what you need. And that is Jesus. Whatever you're going through, I've got what you need. His name is Jesus. The name above every name. The name that sets people free. We sang it. What a beautiful name. You feeling not worthy? Speak Jesus' name over you. You are beautiful. Come on. You're feeling powerless? It's a powerful name. Speak Jesus over your situation. Come on. You have what I need. Let's go. Can we pray quickly? So Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you that we weren't meant to do life alone. Thank you that you have created in us something for someone else, and vice versa. So I pray, may we understand that we are better when we are together with each other and with you. So I just want to bless everyone right now. And what I want to do while we're in this moment, I just want to give everybody in this hall and online an opportunity that I was given so many years ago We are better together and I've got what you need. If you don't know what tomorrow holds for you, I've got what you need. If you don't know how to make it through, I've got what you need. His name is Jesus. We can't do life without Him. So can I introduce you to my Lord and Savior that will carry you through what you are going through? You'll still be in a situation you'll be able to walk through it. It's as simple as saying this prayer. Can I ask you to pray this with me? And if there's anybody in this auditorium that says, I need Jesus, I would like you to just pray this prayer with me. It goes like this, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I know that I've been living in sin without you in my life. Today, I want to make you Lord and Savior Of my life. So I believe that you died on the cross. Taking away my sin. Taking away my shame. Forgiving me. And on the third day. You rose again. And in faith I believe that you are alive. And seated next to God the Father. And I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my ways. I give you my speech. And I will follow you all the days of my life and move in a new direction. Thank you for loving me. I love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So what I want to do right now is online. If there was someone that did that, you will find, head over to Prodeo's website on the bottom of LCCT's videos. There's a link. Tell them, this is what the decision that I have made. You've got to tell someone. and We will get into contact with you there's someone over here that made that decision today I would like you to stay behind after the service and we would like to pray with you but come on can we give God an offering of praise just there where you are because he is good we bless your name I just want to pray over you guys now as well so Lord bless this church bless every family represented here hope restored Faith restored, peace restored, health restored. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.